Before we begin our Torah study this morning, let's pray together. Bruch atad anai lahenu melech haolam asher kedsheno b'misvatav etzivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. I want to talk with you this morning about good prophets and bad prophets and some lessons that we can learn about the human condition and also ourselves. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, the word of God is alive and active. It's alive, it's full of life, and it speaks life to us. It speaks to our lives. It's active. It connects with our activities, our actions, all the things that we're actively involved in. The scriptures teach us about the will of God, the ways of God, the heart of God, and God's perspective about the human condition, human life, and our own lives. And it's different from religious propaganda because the Bible shares truths in an honest and forthright manner in a very straightforward way, but in a way that should provoke us to think carefully. In most years, last week's Torah portion is usually read in tandem with this week's portion. But this year being a leap year in the Hebrew calendar, they're read separately. Last week we read about Moses, the favorite son of Israel, in a sad moment when Moses falls short and he fails as a leader and as a man of God. Moses, the good prophet, fails. Moses, the good prophet, fails. And then today we're reading about Balaam, or as we say down south, Balaam. He's the false prophet extraordinaire. And we read that Balaam prophesies beautifully about Israel. And so Moses, the good prophet, fails. And Balaam, the bad prophet, does good. It's challenging, isn't it? Last week we read from Numbers chapter 20, verse 7 through 12. The Lord said to Moses, take the staff, assemble the community, you and Aaron, your brother, and before their eyes, tell the rock, tell the rock to produce its water. You will bring them water out of the rock and thus enable the community and their livestock to drink. Moses took the staff from the presence of the Lord as he had commanded him. But after Moses and Aaron had assembled the community in front of the rock, Moses said to them, listen here, you rebels, are we supposed to bring you water from this rock? And then Moses raised his hand and he hit the rock twice with his staff. Water flowed out in abundance and the community and their livestock drank. But, but the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me, so as to cause me to be regarded as holy by the people, you will not bring this community into the land I have given them. So we see from this, even Moses falls short. Even Moses can let his temper and frustration get in the way. And then this week, we read about the false prophet Bilam, and he prophesies from the Lord. And Honestly, it's troubling for a lot of us. A false prophet prophesies truth and the Spirit of God comes upon him. This does not fit into our theological box, does it? Let's read Numbers 24, verses 1 through 4. 
When Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not go as at the other times to make use of divination, but he looked out toward the desert. Now stop for a moment and let's recognize this, that Balaam had been using divination. He was a false prophet. He had some connection to supernatural power that was not godly. But here, in this occasion, he does not use divination. Verse 2, Balaam raised his eyes and he saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe. And then the Spirit of God came upon him. So take note of that. The Spirit of God came upon him and Balaam made this pronouncement. This is the speech of Balaam, son of Baor, the speech of the man whose eyes have been opened, the speech of him who hears God's word, God's words, who sees what Shaddai sees, who has fallen and yet has open eyes. How lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, O Israel. Ma tovu, O halacha Yaakov, mishkanotecha, Yisrael. This verse, ma tovu, is a prayer that's included in the Siddur, the traditional Jewish prayer book. But in this passage in the Tanakh, in the Torah, we see that a false prophet may be false, but have something good to say. And he may even be used by God on occasion to speak something true. Bilam is a false prophet. You may be tempted to say, well, maybe he's not, but he is. He's a false prophet, and yet God used him at this moment to speak a word of blessing. And it's a subtle and important lesson for us about the human condition. Even a false prophet may have something good to say on occasion. Should you trust him as a prophet? No, no, because he's not a prophet from God. He's a false prophet. In this way, the Bible is teaching us not to just be dismissive of the good in other people, even our enemies, but it also teaches us not to idealize people, even Moses. And of course, not to idealize ourselves. When we idealize ourselves or others, we regard them or represent them as, as perfect or better than they really are in reality. We put them on a pedestal. And I'm talking about the word idealize, I-D-E-A-L-I-Z-E, -E, not idolize. Similar word, maybe sounds the same to you, but it's a very different word. When we idealize people, we, we make them out to be better than they really are. Well, the two perspectives I'm bringing up, I think, are very useful and they're much needed because um, all of us, all of us need to understand them in order to bring restoration and reconciliation and renewal for uh for us to be able to touch the world for good, we should not just be dismissive of those who oppose us or with, him we, with whom we disagree. We can find good in other people. We shouldn't romanticize ourselves. We shouldn't uh, think of ourselves too highly. We shouldn't look at ourselves or our friends or our heroes through rose-colored glasses. Even the best of us 
sins and falls short. That's our human condition. Even Moses falls short. And even the worst of us has something good to offer. Even Balaam, the false prophet, had something good. We can learn to stay simple about some things. And we can remind ourselves of three commandments which the prophet Micah distills in this week's Haftorah portion. Micah 6 verse 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to act justly, to love and cherish mercy, and to walk humbly with your God, to walk in humility with your God, not thinking too highly of yourselves, but preferring others. With this in mind, let's remember that we do know the world is broken. It needs help and healing. We also know there's much difficulty, there's tragedy, there's sorrow, and the world needs to know that there is good news. There are false prophets and there are good prophets, but it's a complicated world, isn't it? Let's not get so frustrated with the complications in life that we forget our calling. We are called, you and I are called to bring good news to people around us, to comfort them with the comfort that God has shown us during our own difficulties. And let me stop for just a moment and pray in this direction for you and for me and for all of us. Lord, we need your help. We want to be those that bring good news like you do. We want to be messianic like you are, Lord, bringing the good news of Messiah. And we want to have a word that encourages, even in the times that are difficult as these. Help us, Lord, in Yeshua's name. Well, with this in mind, I want to ask you to turn to Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 17. This was a passage that the Lord put on Sandy's heart. I want to share it with you today. Luke 4, 17 through 20. During the Shabbat service, the parchment scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to Yeshua. Unrolling it, Yeshua found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then Yeshua rolled up the scroll. He returned it to the attendant. He sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began by saying, today, this scripture is brought into fullness in your hearing. As Sandy was sharing that with me, she underlined these simple points. It's good news for the poor. It's healing for the brokenhearted. We proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Liberty and release for those who are oppressed. And we proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, announcing the year of the Lord's favor. In the days to come, when you're thinking about our mandate, about our calling, 
Let's not allow frustration, offense, anger, or difficulty to stop us. Let's not let the bad news that's all around us steal from us the good news of Yeshua. Let's remind ourselves that we can stay focused on him. We can endure to his, his purpose. And you and I can have in our hearts this simple Hebrew word that's so important to us, kadima. You know that word. It means, it means charge or forward. We, we say kadima to ourselves. We encourage ourselves with the word kadima forward. We speak to ourselves just like we say to our souls, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We speak to ourselves and we say kadima. We move forward. We move together. We move forward in a way that causes others to regard God as holy because we are regarding God as holy. Let's spread a pandemic of blessing all around us. Let's be a blessing to people all around us. Let's multiply blessing all around us. And let's keep our focus on the Lord because, because he is the source of all blessing. He is the only one who is totally good and the only one who always does good. And that's why we fix our eyes on him so that we can be encouraged, so that we can endure. Let's bless the Lord this morning with the traditional Hebrew prayer. It may be new to you, but it's a simple prayer that focuses on the goodness of the Lord. Baruch Atah Adonai. You can repeat that after me. Baruch Atah Adonai. Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, HaTov v'hametiv. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, the good one and the doer of good. Lord, we pray, help us endure by holding on to you. You're the one who is good. You are Hatov. And help us keep your goodness in our hearts and in our minds. Thank you, Lord, that your peace is available to us in the name of Yeshua. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And let us all say, Amen. In a moment, we'll be closing with Aaron's blessing. Remember that our Mishpacha group prayer meeting is online this Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. But first, would you consider standing with us financially? If this live stream is a blessing to you, if our Messianic Jewish Teachings podcast is a blessing, if our sanctuary services, the Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue Sanctuary Services are a blessing to you, if the synagogue is a blessing to you, would you consider blessing our ministry? All the information is available at BethIsraelNow.com giving. We're going to close now with Aaron's blessing. I hope you've had time to gather together with those who you'll be standing with. Some of you need to keep your distance, and those of you who need to keep your distance, stay safe together in the distance that you need. Adonai, 
Vayasem lecha. Shalom. May the Lord bless you. May he keep watch over you and protect you. May he cause the light of his face to shine so brightly upon you. And may he be gracious to you with all of his favor. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. So from Sandy and me and the entire Beth Israel team, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us today. Shabbat Shalom, everyone.